spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney, make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Recorded live. Good evening, folks. This is February 17, 2016, and it is episode 69 of Maine Exposed. And the information on this show is for educational purposes only. Take it away, Dottie. Thank you, Leon. Good evening, folks, and welcome. This is Dottie LaFortune, your host, and we haven't been on for quite a while, and it's I missed you all. And glad to be back. Um, I thought it was um, important to bring uh, this subject up tonight to you people and get your views and your comments on it. And what I'm referring to is legislation that I was sent, sponsored by Representative Barry Hobbins. He's a Democrat out of Saco. And I'm concerned with the legislation. And I, I talked with some people about it. And all came to the same conclusion. We're on the same page as how we see this law. And I also spoke with Mike Gill, a mortgage specialist specialist from New Hampshire, and he knows mortgages in and out, and Tom DeWeese, president of the American Policy Center, and they both graciously accepted my invitation for them to join us. So they are with us here tonight. Uh, Mike Gill, welcome. Thank you, Dottie. And thank you for coming in. And Tom Deweese, thank you um, for coming in also. Good to be here. Thanks. Um, what, what I'd like to do, uh, Mike and Tom, is just go through this document, LD776. And people, I put the link out there so that you can follow along. And then uh, I would like Mike and Tom to give us their professional opinions on this legislation. Um, then we'll open up the line for questions and comments. And to do that on your phone, you'll press star and the number eight. And I'll see you on the board in the chat room and we'll take your calls. And uh, Mike will give us his professional opinion on the mortgages. Tom can chime in. And, and Tom will give us his professional opinion uh, as far as is this part of a bigger picture. And the people that I spoke to uh, regarding this legislation that pertains to deeds and mortgages, uh, we've all come to the same conclusion that it validates frauds regarding deeds and mortgages and that it takes protection away from homeowners, small business owners, it bypasses their own state statutes, violates contract laws, and is, is unconstitutional. Now, uh, when I, after I read this, I spoke with a state rep about this to get his opinion. And this rep is very vigilant in Augusta, and he, he does speak up. Uh, he is one for the people. And he didn't recall seeing this or reading it. So... 
I was wondering, and we were both wondering, if this was during the time period when Governor LePage was vetoing any legislation by Democrats that whole debacle last year. And it sounds like the the bills sponsored by Democrats were all bundled up and sent back to the House uh, or to the Senate. And a veto... Uh, was had and they overruled what they're calling a veto and I'm going to give you a link Um, it's the summary of this bill I find this you know quite interesting too and you can you can follow along with that I'm putting the link in the chat room and uh, what we are uh, talking about is LD 776 it's an act date the validation of miscellaneous defects and defective acknowledgments in the conveyance of real estate. Now, it said on 6-9-2015, this bill, having been returned by the governor, together with actions uh, to the same, and he cites um, a section of the Constitution, the House, and after considering his return of this, the House proceeded to vote on the question, shall this bill become a law notwithstanding the objections of the governor? Now, 147 in the House on the roll call voted in the affirmative and zero in the negative, with four being absent. Then it went to the Senate, and they did the same thing. Uh, Are we going to um, still vote on this? Um, not with the objections of the governor. And all 35 senators voted in favor, none against. And so now this bill passed. And I, I find it a little strange with everything that's going on in Augusta uh, with the roll call. The Speaker of the House was one of the people who was absent. Um, and one of the people who... Um, co-sponsored the impeachment of the governor uh, wasn't there either. So I find that a little unusual, especially uh, as far as where the speaker is concerned. Anyways, I just want to go through this real quickly. Now what this does, it it amends 33 MRSA, uh, the statute, at, at 352 and 353. And it reads... A record of a deed or other instrument, including a power of attorney, made prior to June 1st, 2000, and 2000 is crossed off, and the date of 2013 is put in there, okay, made made prior to January 2013 for the conveyance of real property or of any interest in the property and recorded in the registry of deeds of the county in which the real property is located is valid and enforceable even if now now it goes into miscellaneous defects so this is going to be valid even though um, there's an omission of consideration or failure to seal and this again the only thing changed on this document is 
that a deed or other instrument, including a power of attorney, made prior to January 2000, crossed off, and 2013, inserted, for the conveyance of property, okay, is, is going to be valid. Then, number two goes into the discharge or assignment of mortgage. A duly recorded satisfaction piece or instrument made prior to January 1st, with the year 2000 crossed off and the year 2013 inserted, with the intent to cancel and discharge or assign a mortgage of real estate, fully identifying the mortgage intended to be canceled and discharged or assigned, but not done in accordance with statutory requirements, is considered valid. So they don't have to follow state statutes. Number one, when you, when you have a deed made up, there are probably two names, a husband and a wife or a couple people on the deed. And if you want to um, transfer your title, or if this deed is going to be transferred, you have to you write up a deed, transfer, convey, grant, you know, all those words, to convey the property to somebody else. That's as far as a deed goes. And as far as a mortgage, because it's going to go into some foreclosures here, there must be strict compliance with state statute in, in order for a foreclosure to take place. And, and that's in laws, in the state laws of Maine, and case law to back that up. So this basically is saying they don't have to follow the statutes. Um, if it's, it's not drawn in accordance with the re statutory requirements, it's, it's still going to be considered valid. Number three, they're talking about corporations and the validation of deeds and other instruments. A corporation organized, now a corporation, that could be uh, a city, because um, the city of Biddeford is a duly uh, organized um, corporation. This is on their papers, uh, court papers. This is how they um, indicate who they are. So they are a corporation, banks are corporations, all right? So a corporation organized or attempted to be organized under the laws of the state, more, it says more than 20 years prior to the year 2000 crossed off and 2013 inserted and not declared to be invalid prior to the year 2000 crossed off, 2013 inserted, is for all intents and purposes a lawful corporation. And any deeds or other instruments that convey you know, real estate or interest to real estate prior to, again, 2013, uh, that were recorded in the deeds in the county where the state is located, may not be held invalid by reason of the lack of authority for or informality in the execution or delivery of, of, of this deed, the failure to disclose the corporation's authority for the conveyance of the estate, so they don't have to uh, give a reason. It's not going to make the registering of a, an instrument invalid if it doesn't have a corporate seal, if the person executing or acknowledging a deed or instrument in that person's individual capacity, 
the failure to disclose the official capacity of executing the deed or instrument, and the failure of the duly authorized corporate officer to sign the deed or instrument. Now, this I find a little fishy because of the theft of my property, which now comes in under this law by them crossing out the year 2000 and including 2013. Now, what people have been thinking of, and I want Mike and Tom to chime in on this, them changing the year from 2000 to 2013, this is the same time frame when the foreclosure tsunami came about and everybody started losing their homes. And I find this a little bit a little bit fishy. And none of this is uh, about uh, the, uh, curing defect, defects. All that the ones who have looked at this can see is that, that this validates the frauds and that anyone can can take your property. Now, I'm going to go to the next number here, number four. Omission or authorization for conveyance of real estate. A deed or other instrument for the conveyance of real property or any interest in the real property executed by a person or persons purported to act as an agent or attorney of the grantors or the spouse. Um, and they changed the year you know, to 2013, is valid even if no power of attorney authorizing or empowering an agent or attorney to make the conveyance or execute and deliver the deed or the instrument. So it's still going to be valid. Um, it, it will not be considered invalid. But someone purporting to uh, be an agent, as I said earlier, deed, um, any anybody can just come in here and, and purport to be an agent of somebody. I I find that that's that can't be uh, on on a deed. It has to be the the people who bought the property. It was transferred to them, and the only way to get get someone off is to transfer the deed to another name or only to one name. Then number five, a discharge of a mortgage. An instrument written or recorded in the registry of deeds prior to, again, 2000 crossed off and 2013 inserted, that is executed by a person, again, purporting to act as an agent. You know, it's not going to make the, the instrument in, invalid. And then it goes into uh, securing bonds and um, number seven, foreclosure by publication. Uh, again, the only thing changed in that document is the year 2013 and um, it by uh, publication foreclosure in the newspaper uh, is prima facie evidence of the publication of foreclosure to the same extent as if the certificate had in fact made by the register of deeds and recorded so that they're going to consider notice uh, as um, a, a, what am I saying here? As a, as as a valid document just by publication in the newspaper. 
Uh, and I'm going to skip over, let's say, eight and nine, okay, abstracts and, and foreclosures. It's still foreclosures. What it, it, The bottom line is that the deeds will be valid. Um, I, I'll get your comments, uh, people out there, in a minute. I, I would like uh, Tim and, and Mike. Uh, Tim, do you want to go first? You know, what, we're, what we were talking about is, is this a bigger picture with with the theft of people's homes, with the foreclosures, because of the date change. There is absolutely nothing changed on this document, which whenever it came into being, I don't know the uh, the original date of it, I still find that it is fraudulent because of all the things I stated. Anybody can take your property, in my opinion. You know, but, I could say, tell you, Dottie, from just from... <clears throat> I would ask... First, what's the reasoning for this bill? What's the purpose of this bill? Well, I think it's to cover up all the frauds that, that have happened. Uh, well, I agree now. with you, but but I'm saying is how are they selling the bill? What's the purpose of having this rule changed, this law changed? I mean, I, I, don't, I mean, we're assuming that that these bills are always approved and made for the betterment of people. I'm saying is, where is the betterment in this bill? I don't see one, Mike, because of them just changing the year 2013, which covers all the fraudulent foreclosures that people went through. I'm telling you that's exactly my point. If you can't see the purpose, know this, there is one. So if, if, if the purpose isn't for us to see, it's because they don't want you to see it. And, 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 and fraud in mortgages through 2000 and through 2008 was the worst in history. I mean, New Hampshire had the Ponzi scheme at RM. I mean, there was mortgage fraud. So in other words, what would this do? <clears throat> this would say, and I think what we're saying here, it is protecting the corrupt. They're saying whatever you find during this period is forgiven. And remember, the mortgage is the money owed. The deed is the ownership of the property. So what they've done was it looks like they've got a bill. First of all, nobody votes 100%, and not on anything that's like this, especially when the only thing that could be done is consumer could be hurt. So the point being is, over those years, Dottie, I'm 100% saying that's exactly what it is. They're protecting themselves from recourse because, you know what, this kind of corruption is being exposed. So the more they have, see other people and they're getting closer and being exposed, they're making the laws to protect themselves even if you catch them. I mean, Someone that's how I see it. I have no other explanation where it would help homeowners, but only turn around and cover up errors and leave it so loosely decided that quite literally you could have your property stolen and still still be legal. That's the way that we were seeing it because there's absolutely nothing changed except for the year. Tom, do do you think that this is part of the bigger picture out there? You are... Your expertise with Agenda 21 here uh, comes to mind. Yeah. I, uh, 
first of all, let me say, I, I don't know that you can specifically tie it to, to Agenda 21, but uh, Agenda 21's policies uh, that, you know, that first of all is moving to abolish private property. And so any way they can get rid of that uh, is, is a step. The other thing is that uh, in, in putting Agenda 21 policies in place, the non-elected regional councils and governments and that sort of thing are creating a corruption in government. And so, you know, this is obviously kind of a tool for corruption, as, as Mike is saying. And I totally agree with him that uh, this is covering up those things. We've had these cases uh, through that bubble back in the mid-2000s uh, before the whole thing collapsed. They had so many documents going through these mortgage companies. And I'm, I'm just looking here where it's saying that failure to disclose or failure to sign or failure to show their authority. Uh, they had so many of these documents go through that were not signed or maybe the wrong person signed them or something like that. And they're trying to fix that and, uh, you know, hide it basically and, and make it okay. Uh, and I think that's a big part of what this is. Uh, what we have to understand in, uh, as we're dealing with private property and we're dealing with mortgages and so forth is that what made the United States different from almost every other country on earth, what made us the most prosperous nation on earth is private property ownership. Private property ownership is the means to build wealth for individuals. And I uh, don't know if you're familiar with an economist from uh, Peru named Hernando de Soto, but uh, he did a, a, a survey or a, a, an experiment around the, the world. And he went into various countries and uh, he tried to find uh, what it was like to try to own private property in various countries. And he found that in many, many countries, it's absolutely impossible to own it. Uh, they don't, the one thing that makes uh, our property work in this country for us is it's registered in your name. You can prove it's yours. And once you can do that, then you can get equity loans. 60% of American businesses were started with equity loans from people on their property. 60% of the American people were employed by these companies. And so having absolute registration of your property and uh, being able to prove that it's yours is the key to our economy, the key to building wealth. And this is what Hernando de Soto found around the world that uh, many, many places people were not allowed to do that. Even if they thought they owned their property, they couldn't prove it, and therefore they couldn't build wealth from it. And that's why we have such teeming poverty everywhere. And so I see, if you want connections, a bigger connection, uh, fraud in ownership of property, fraud in the ability for some entity of government to say, oh, well, we didn't need all that, but we're, we're going to just take this from you anyway uh, because we deem it possible. That is the very basis of a, of a third world dictatorship, and uh, it will destroy private property ownership in this country. Uh, there's one guest, Ken, uh, on the chat board uh, say, asking uh, about taxes, whether they were paid, mortgages, whether they were paid. This, this law here has nothing to do with that. This is uh, regarding miscellaneous defects, and they're not really fixing any defects. They're stealing property uh, by letting somebody come in, sign a, a deed or another instrument, and, and they're going to consider this valid and enforceable, even with all these defects, violating the laws of the state, um, 
refusing to, uh, if they don't have authority and their failure to disclose, it doesn't matter. So, uh, you're off base number, uh, guest number 10. That has to do with this. So, um, were you able to speak with your legal team, Tom? I was not. I, I sent it over to him. I have not yet heard back from him. He's a little busy. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, yeah, I haven't gotten any uh, details that way. But uh, as you and I discussed the other day, there is uh, there's case after case that we hear of of people who never missed a mortgage payment, didn't fail to pay their taxes, and uh, all of a sudden they'd find out they no longer own their property. I've heard several cases like this around the country. And uh, so here again, what I see here when it says lack of authority uh, or purporting to be or acting officers or whatever, uh, I see that as that attempt to uh, fix that uh, so that what they did during those times, there were lots of documents that went through during all that bubble of, of mortgage loans, huge amounts of house, housing sales. You put your house on the market and 24 minutes later you'd have it you know, a contract on it, uh, and, and massive number of mortgages were, were made back then. And uh, I've heard case after case where the documents weren't signed, uh, they weren't filed properly, and all of a sudden these people who never missed a payment suddenly find out they don't own their property anymore. This document makes that possible. Uh-huh. Well, this document also makes possible the fraud committed by the uh, corporate city of Biddeford, um, in uh, transferring a, a quick claim deed behind closed doors on my property to uh, the mayor's neighbor. And then another uh, piece of land that I own in another, in, in another town where an attorney who purported to be, uh, you know, a grantor or whatever and made up a, a fraudulent deed and removed from this. Now, I have p three pieces of property deeds to them and transfers of title were never um done you know there was no conveyance of property there's names on the property now with the exception that uh one of the people died and um so that leaves uh, my right to survivorship but this document here and barry hobbins i've been to this when he was a senator now he's in the house he jumps when he's termed out he'll go back to the senate i've been about the frauds that were committed. He's an attorney. He knows or should know the law. And he covered this up like every other state rep and senator that I went to. Where, where does this stand right now? Has it been passed? Is it, it law? Passed, or? Ma, it was passed March 10th, 2015. So that was last year. It? What? Did the governor sign it? Is no. it law of the land? He did not sign it. And this is what the, the summary says. He um, returned it. I with see. his object, with his objection, and they considered, I guess, the next vote was a veto. You know, they overrode his objection, and it's law. Okay. You know, an idea that I'm just saying, an angle. <clears throat> you know, for instance, that Ponzi scheme when they were basically purchasing the same property in one property. In fact, the appraiser came from Maine. Now that I think about it, who's his nine name? Uh, I'll have it for you tomorrow. In fact, I got it from the people from FRM. In fact, he was reported to be a criminal in, in Vermont, in, in Barden, Maine and Vermont, 
And Hildreth, the banking attorney, was also the head of the appraisal uh, board in New Hampshire and allowed him in. Now, I know this guy came from Maine. I'll have that name for you tomorrow, Dottie. But my point was they were lifting the liens and then putting them back on. So they quite literally stacked them. Now, something like this, I mean, if this was something that was being done, like you were saying, they didn't know the owner of the property. How about if 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 two people own the property or think that they do or have rights to? If they, if they were lifting, how do we know how many were lifted? I'm telling you that happened in this Ponzi scheme to a new number of these homes. That's exactly how they they did it. They they quite literally uh, put multiple mortgages on, and each party thought they had a first. Now, how would that affect this? The words purported. What's valid. <laughs> yeah. Purported. Right. Yeah. That's a uh, kind of a key word, isn't it? I think it is. Mm. So, you, uh, in other words, you make believe you're... <laughs> I, I'm pretending <laughs> to be the guy to sign this, and uh, I tell you that I'm the, I have authority to do that, and uh, it doesn't matter if we have lack of authority... Uh, because, you know, A and number three says that's okay. <laughs> I've never and seen you, anything. <laughs> go ahead. You, you've this, never what? This is out of Mad Magazine. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you, Tom, because there were some people, and I think guest 10 in the chat room is one that doesn't quite understand, and maybe when he or she gets hit between the eyes, uh, they'll say, oh, I should have listened. But this is what people, but we don't know all of these laws. We We don't know what they're voting on it's that's a, a full-time you know i found out and then in huh? new hampshire i've gone to these committees i've filmed these committees the committees in new hampshire are corrupt it's where they pass the bills the chairman the chairwoman for instance the chairwoman on family court where has a a private company for family services so in other words she's getting paid and sitting on it as the chairman and directing business to herself these committees do pass the law, and most of these guys become lawyers, and they're writing this and setting committee dates that people don't even know. They get railroaded in, and then when you start reading through, the average person doesn't even understand what they just did. I mean, I, this is going on. I know this is going on in Maine. I focused in on New Hampshire because I've got them in my sights, and I've got the evidence. But don't think when this happens in New Hampshire that this wasn't happening to Maine. And something like this bill seems to be an additional defense for the accrimination, even to the point where if you catch me, we're still good. That's right. So what are they going to do in a couple of years from now? You know, between now and in two years, they'll continue to, to steal people's property, then amend this years and cross off 2013 and put in 2018? You know, I know, right. I, what confuses me is is that date. I mean, if if all this stuff was in place for 2000 anyway, uh, so even though we had all these things that happened in 2008 and before and all that, but what difference does it make if it was already in place? Why did they have to update it to 2013? What what specifically are they trying to cover over that happened there? It, it, you know, it. I don't well, know. All we have thing... to say is what happened during those time periods. That's right. The worst fraud in, yeah. in the history of this country. But if this was already on the books, 
didn't that kind of make it okay for them to do that fraud in the first place? No, no, Why they I think change the date. No, this whole thing because um, banks have stolen properties, and we just didn't have the big blowout like we did, you know, in two thousand eight or eight, nine, ten, you know, those years, and then the city of Biddeford, um, who is in tight with Barry Hobbins, uh, they've stolen property too unlawful. I mean, the thievery, it's its its, it's unreal what yeah. the city has done. But this now covers them, uh, and it covers the bankers too. So uh, you're seeing this as we are seeing this. Yeah, I am that, too. That this validates the frauds, and that anyone can lose their property at any time because all of these miscellaneous defects don't matter. Everything is going to be considered valid anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Just sign here. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, people out there you know, in the chat room, do you have any questions uh, or comments? Um, do you think that this bill this law needs to be repealed absolutely this okay. is the way they imp- not only that but i think it needs to be explained first yeah yeah you're I right i think you turn around and go to them and go i want a a reasoning a definition of what this is all about why why did you feel that we had to make this yeah. do this yeah Let's that's key that's key because the way they make these changes very subtly, instead of having some great big huge piece of legislation that is revolutionizing everything, they do it one little pinprick at a time. And this is a key pinprick, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I might be able to get that answer through a foyer. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll write a foyer to Barry Hobbins, Freedom yeah. of Information, and ask him, you know, what the purpose was, you know, it, with only, is you know, he a lawyer? Yes, he is. And he's oh. been in the legislature forever. There you go. Forever. Think about this. Who is this protecting? Because in any of the criminality, they would have used an attorney. For instance, in the Ponzi scheme, why didn't the attorneys go to jail and the appraisers? They didn't. And you know who was lifting the liens but the attorney. Well, so, in other words, see? could this be the attorneys, the closing attorneys in particular, because they're all supposed to have title insurance. You know what? Keep that in mind, Dottie. I just hit something. This title insurance is supposed to protect the consumer for any That's mistakes right. on the titles. Right. So, in other words, if they're changing this, they're almost expecting to have all these problems with titles. Now, this title insurance, once the homeowner collects, they go into the attorney and say, okay, now tell us how this happened. 20 times, 100 mm-hmm. times. They might well, one have thing, a very... I, I don't you know, know who the title company is. I, can, I could not get that information well, out. I don't. different title companies. Each, yeah. each, each uh, closing attorney might use their own. And what Did they'll you... do is... That, that... Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Donnie. Well, I'm saying these closing attorneys get relationships with certain title companies, and they'll do business for years. And, and it may be that one that, uh, you know, three or four insurers work with all the uh, attorneys in, in Maine. But if that's the case and everybody had title insurance, there wouldn't be 
of such a concern. Now, we know that they had to. Now, the question could be, if they knew these titles were going to come back with all these issues, they'd come back to the attorneys, particularly the insurers. So wouldn't this be a problem for the insurers to come back at? Clean titles. This might be part of it, Dottie. Well, there are a lot of dirty titles out there. And they're all supposed to close with title insurance. Did you see the segment on 60 Minutes uh, a week ago Sunday? There was an uh, an attorney on there. Uh, they were talking cor- about corruptions. And there was an attorney that was asked, you know, how do they get away with, uh, you know, all this corruption and stuff? Uh, and he said, we make the laws. I, for- I forgot his exact words. I've got the the link to that. Right to that uh, little well, segment. I can tell you, uh, right. He's saying we make the laws and we police them. And if we don't like them, we can change them. Well, and we make the laws so that they... Them into office. They make the laws so that they benefit from it. And that's what he said. I mean, he, he admitted it. He admitted right. it. Family court came down to, with all the things with family court, judge's discretion. Judge's discretion... I mean, with all rules and regulations you could potentially have, judge's discretion. Well, that they're attorneys too. It's one, you know, it's one big uh, dirty bucket of people. I've been saying that. These law firms created politicians. They got their lawyers in the AG's office. They turned around and, and wove themselves into the fabric of the state. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm catching, I mean, drug dealers, major players inside the state. I mean, Agonos, Cruz, these are the most respected people. These people own the treatment centers. So what you've got to realize is the depth of this evil. This isn't just Mike. corruption. This is evil. It is evil, Mike. It is. This goes back to what I was saying earlier uh, about the corruption of government. Uh, we believe that we've got a government where we elect our uh, local representatives, that they're there to you know, uh, represent us. Uh, but what's happening is step by step, uh, funded by grant money that very specifically uh, lays out, uh, you know, certain rules and regulations, what needs to be done in order to take this grant money. And they're creating this and they are uh, creating Radio. these non-elected uh, councils, regional governments, things like that, taking government All these parts rest on people. these committees. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you're exactly right. That's yeah. how about this? The Title Four D money in in uh, in divorce uh, it matches the child support. Where is all that money? It's the feds. It's the grab. It goes to the judges and disputes. I am telling you, that's stealing it. These committees are working on federal grants. Exactly what you were saying. Yeah. That's the big money maker. Exactly, and that and and you go in and try to talk to your uh, city councilman or state rep or whoever it might be, he's going to refer you to some other board somewhere. He's got nothing to do with it. Uh, this isn't representative government, and this is where the corruption comes from. And it's all run by that money and the, this top-down control coming from top-down money. And and if you have a city council, for example, that is alert to this and says, we're not going to take that grant from HUD or whoever it might be, Uh, they will get all kinds of pressure from non-governmental organizations, from planning groups, from whoever is involved in it. And and, and if you don't take the money, they're going to go to the the constituents and they're going to say, your representatives are 
cheating you out of your tax dollars to come here. And then they put the pressure on them to take the grant. They take the grant, they got the shackles on because it comes with the strings attached. And the grant goes to them. Yep. They organized and directed. Medicaid just passed in, in, in New Hampshire $400 million. And it's going to pay for the heroin problem that they won't arrest the heroin dealers because the heroin dealers own the treatment center that the money's paying for it. <laughs> now, I, took, I was in there with a camera with them. You'll see it happen. Yeah. Unreal. You'll see what they've done. Unreal, Mike. And people sit there and will chastise the people who are honest and trying to bring, you know, the truth and the evidence. When does the truth become, to become so controversial, right? I mean, listen, this thing with the drug dealers and all, I said the banking department in the state of New Hampshire, the banking commissioner named Perlow, was, they're the ones who are watching, for instance, Prime the Bank, which is owned by Anagos. How about Grand State Credit Union? I'm saying the drug dealers are laundering the money in these facilities. You know what the banking commissioner said? He resigned last week. He didn't say a <laughs> word. Another one, he Michael. retired. Yes, I got another one. How about this? This is Perlow. He resigned. He didn't say well, that's, no. That's I would, great. I would bet you that if you went into any, you, you said this is all. This has been passed by almost a unanimous vote, correct? Except for those who right. weren't there. I would bet you if you went to any one of those uh, representatives and asked them what this is about, why this was done, they mm-hmm. would just give you the party line. Oh, we're just making a little adjustment. Just needs to be made. Well, see, that's that's not enough of an answer for me because I'd come back with another question. Well, that's what I was doing in those committees when I was yelling. I was talking to those people. I'm saying, you know what? The citizens of the state won't accept that as an answer. You know? I mean, you've got to give them a reason. They don't know. I speak to these committee members. How about this? Of 20 of the uh, uh, family court committee, I've got six that are going to put their name on a Justice Department Washington complaint saying the committee is rigged and fixed. And that's what we need. We need those people to come forwards. That's the struggle that I'm doing. I'm wrestling these reps away from the corrupt. Some of, A lot of them went there with good intentions. They went right into a machine. And the corrupt are always the chair and the co-chairs. Look, I mean, without a doubt, that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know... There are a lot of people that I wrote to also, and Leon gets a chuckle out of this. You know, he'll say, who did you write a letter to? Because they left. And I can't count the number of people who have left their positions. You know, the city manager in Biddeford. Um, the, the, uh, well, leaving is a strategy. Huh? Leaving's always a stra- leaving's a strategy. See, when, when Richard Head left from the assistant AG, Kakavas, I had him as U.S. attorney, now furlough. Don't assume that we caught somebody corrupt and they, they, they left. Assume that they're, they're, they're going to be able to call them rogue. They cut them away from the host because they can't endanger the host, and then they turn around and fill in that position, see, with someone equally as corrupt. Absolutely. So any time you get close that you might be able to tag them, boom, they're gone. How about this? Well, you I called Perlow protecting drug dealers, and he was gone in a week. Mm-hmm. Well... The uh, the city attorney in Biddeford left his position, and he left the law firm that was uh, representing the city of Biddeford. And I, I beat him on an appeal uh, of a First Amendment case that the ACE MCLU had taken on. 
and here's when people should have listened to me. I was on TV, public access, and I exposed what was going on with Biddeford, with the city hall, the officials, the police department, um, the the banks, the court, Judge Crowley. And um, not that long ago, I wrote to uh, Chief Justice Softly, who's coming up for a appointment tomorrow, and I've already filed my opposition with them. And I uh, showed her the law that she could uh, have Judge Crowley, who was elevated from district court to superior court, come back down to district court. I wanted him to come in and uh, do unfinished business. And he uh, he didn't. Uh, she she declined to do that, but eventually he left he left the bench. Another judge involved, Arthur Brennan, he left the bench. Um, and I started to expose this or on TV, and they blacked out public access and kept it blocked for one year. And the other good producers who had programs too couldn't use public access because they had to keep me off and that's the only way that they that they could but i've written to the even our state comptroller i wrote to him uh, about money stuff and whatever and within the month he resigned i i can't count the you know donnie of- when you would turn around how people resign and so forth you know how frustrated you get in explaining what's going on and you're well, thinking people don't understand you know what the problem is most of them know exactly what you're saying But you know what? They don't want to fight. They don't want to get involved. As long as it's not on their doorstep, they don't get involved. Eventually it gets to them, but not until then. And the truth is, is that we're really preaching to the choir. Ask yourself, how many people have you said, hey, things are corrupt? How many of them say there wasn't? What can you do about it is what I get. I mean, when did we start drinking the Kool-Aid thinking that there isn't anything we can do about corruption? Yeah. Well, I think that there is, and I think people, at least in this area, are w- waking up a little bit, very, very little. But Well, eight years of a recession they, will start waking you up a little bit, you know, and the well, fact that none of them gotten a raise in the last 10 years, and life only gets tougher, and we lose more and more. I mean, yeah. that's I, I am seeing that across the country. I am seeing people beginning to rise up. I'm seeing uh, one of the things these guys fear the most is a bright spotlight on what they're doing. And you got uh, it. so, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And, and protecting private property rights is key to a whole lot of the stuff that we're dealing with and uh, trying to teach people how to do that now uh, to, to protect their property rights. They can do that. If you can, if you can stop the corruption on the local level, uh, then you can stop it on a, on a, a national level. That's what I'm, I've been saying to people. I just talked to this guy, Renker, uh, senator uh, in New Hampshire, and he was saying, well, we've got to make changes in Washington. You know how to make changes in Washington? Those are the guys that come from the corruption in these states that go That's up right. to there. You stop That's it right. down here. Yep. You won't have to worry about it up there. I mean, That's you right. got Ayotte being talked about as being the next attorney general. This is the most corrupt woman in maybe in the country. She worked for she worked for McLean, worked for the AG's office, and she's in charge of all the cover up. You know what they're the best at? Containment. You had mentioned yeah. spotlight. That's exactly correct. Mm-hmm. Their expertise is the containment of it. You break the outer shell of this. It will fall because these guys will turn on each other in a second. It's who they are. Yeah, that's right. And they will. They will turn on each other. That's the interesting part. So, 
Yeah, but this is obviously this bill. I I think we are in, in agreement that this is really covering up uh, massive fraud and uh, trying to make it sound okay. Fine. Well, that's good to hear this from you, Tom, with your expertise. And Mike, you're in agreement. I am. I mean, you're a I mortgage am. I think specialist. we got to find. Listen, I I closed more loans than anyone in the country for 15 years. And I've got all the paperwork. I trained the people at Fannie Mae. They came from Washington to come over here to me to train their staff. I am telling you, I've been in mortgages for 27 years. This smells bad. Okay. Well, people out there, you kind of got the scoop on this LD-776, sponsored by Representative Barry Hobbins, who's been covering up this kind of stuff, bank frauds, theft of property, since the early 1990s and here we are with this amendment of his so I think what we have to do and if you're in agreement out there the mainers out there is we have to get a hold of legislators will you help me with this and ask them the, the questions that were brought up tonight I'll ask them too I will do it through a foyer you can do that too see what answers you get and uh, you people know how to reach me, you know, email me or call me. And if we have to do another program on this, we will to give an update on where this might might be heading. And uh, are you in agreement out there that this needs to be repealed before more people are harmed beyond repair? And it's not like you're going to see it in the newspaper. It's not like you're going to see it in the press. I mean, they co completely capitulated. How about this? I had an interview with uh, Channel 4 WBZ. I put it on the Facebook. Did you see it, Dottie? Uh, say that again. I was reading. I'm sorry, we cut out a little bit. Uh, Channel 4 interviewed me the other day. They wanted about just the word I used on, on the sign. They oh, didn't yes, ask I saw me that. about... You saw that? They didn't ask about extortion. They didn't ask about drugs. I go, you can see it. Can you read the other ones? I mean, this is what the media is involved in this, the newspapers. I mean, these newspapers are mostly worthless. They sold the Boston Globe for $100 million. They sold the building for 78. That means the Boston Globe sold for $22 million. What do you think the union leader's worth? It's a PR machine. It is run by the corrupt. Who owns the Manchester union leader? Here's a good question. Company out of New Jersey. Remember how they just said they like Christie? Interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Christopher Christie's another one, and he's covering for your now former Ayotte. Attorney General Kelly Ayotte. And I and That's I'm not right. finished with Kelly Ayotte either. Um, yeah. She is. She's as corrupt as as they come. Right. She's but, ran the AG's office during all this. That's why they moved her right up, and then now they. That's why Christie Christie was going to make him her her his VP. That's uh, right. Well, he you know he's getting some flack going back to uh, New Hampshire. He got out of the the uh, president race, and uh, I keep track of him with uh, newspapers in New Jersey and read comments, and they don't even want him back in New Jersey. Stay where you are. Don't come. It's well, really bad. Well, you think how Trump is doing well, and you think how Sanders is doing well, and then you turn around and say, 
That's how sick and tired people are of being corrupted. You know, that's right. why I'm running as an independent. I don't want any part of any of the parties. I'm that's talking another to people thing. Go, it's time for us to take this back from the politicians Mike, and the lawyers. Good for you. Mike Gill is running for governor of New Hampshire, and he he's the guy that New Hampshire needs. Um, I've got 45 signatures, 4,500 signatures in one day. I needed 3,000. Uh-huh. 4,500. In one day. Wow, Mike, that's that's terrific. That's so, great. Uh, well, I am, I am starting to meet with uh, legislators around the country. I, and next week, I'm meeting with some in, in Michigan. I met with, uh, I, I testified before a committee for a property rights bill in Maine uh, back in April. Uh, I was kind of looking at blank faces for a lot of them, but um, we're starting to get uh, some. Uh, new tactics, new ways to go about this. Uh, you know, we're starting to make some progress, or baby steps, but we're starting to make some progress. And, uh, you know, we've got, for the first time, I'm having elected officials call me and say, what do I do? So uh, that never too. happened before. So that's, Right, that's me too. I'm, yeah. I agree. I'm having the same thing happen. You know what it is? They know we're at that line. And this is what I say. You know what? There's guilty, and then there's the complicit. And that line's starting to get thinner. You can no longer be complicit and not come forward and consider yourself not guilty anymore. So I'm seeing the same thing, particularly with the reps. And I'm going to keep prying them away. Yeah. Well, I you're think doing we've a great, got opportunity. You're doing a great job. Well, folks, that's the scoop on LD776. Mike... Thanks so much for coming on. I think you did enlighten uh, us with the mortgages and um, Tom with what is going on with the land grabbing. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, you're seeing that we are seeing it. and We're not just trying to find fault with something. This is wrong. This is fraud. And, folks, this needs to be repealed. So I need your help. We need each other's help in going to the legislature, and even bringing it to Governor LePage. You know, it's the only thing left is that we have numbers. And if we've got to organize and stand behind each other, we could turn this around. Yes, I we mean, could. we can win. But you know what it is? We've got to... I read this. This was Benjamin Franklin who said this. He goes, corruption doesn't change unless the people who are affected... I'm sorry, the people who are unaffected are just as... as uh, Outraged, right. Right, and, as the guilty. And I'm saying to myself, isn't that the truth? You know what, yes. I didn't lose any money on FRM, yet I went after FRM. My kids are older now, they're all adults and not in family court, but you know what, I lived through that nightmare. I say no one else is going to live through that nightmare until we're concerned about each other this will never go away. We are divided. If we stop and unite at this point, I am telling you, we can do this. Let me let me just say one thing that, that uh, I'm telling people around the, the country as we go into this. There's too many of our people looking down at their feet and saying, we can't win. We, you know, it's over. It's, you know, there's nothing we can do. Too many of our people take one little time that they'll sign a petition or they'll maybe even go down to a rally or make a phone call 
and then they go home. And then they say, well, it didn't do any good. The other side right. knows that. They know you're going to go home, and they sit and wait for you to do that, and then they go right back to business as usual. We they cannot go it. home. We, yeah, exactly. We attrition. have got to stay they in there and keep at them. Yep. That's I've right. been Mike, doing this for 10 years. I know exactly what you're saying, and that's exactly how they think. Well, nice meeting you, Tom, because, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, there's only a few of us. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's, he's, he's a good ally to have, Michael. And uh, well, if you ever uh, need me, Dottie or Tom, on any of this, I, I'm I'm available. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And we're going to end with that. And I'm just going to end with this, Mike. What you were uh, saying before, just a minute ago, justice will not be served until those who are unaffected are as outraged <laughs> as those who are. Thank you, Doug. Hey, hey <laughs> that's Mike. That's what I try to say. What's that? Hey, Mike and Tom, thanks for coming on the show. Have either of you guys watched the movie The Big Short? The Big yes. Short? No. Yeah. You know something? That's weird. Somebody asked me that yesterday. <laughs> I swear to God, someone asked me on yesterday. He goes, don't you remember? The guy was on 60 Minutes. Like, I don't remember. He goes, Russell Crowe played him. I go, oh, I did see that. Right? The Big Short. Uh, yeah, it's Brad Pitt. And uh, Christian Bale, Steve yeah. Carell, and Ryan Gosling. Hmm. I have not seen that. Okay. Yeah, I just had someone ask me that. You what? No, I just was asked that yesterday. I just found that kind of unique. Okay. All righty. Well, Mike and Tom, thank you once again. Folks, thanks for coming in. I hope you learned something from this, or at least this is putting some, uh, you know, doubt in your mind. And before you lose your property by means of corrupt officials in your in your city or town or by corrupt bankers with their fraudulent foreclosures um do something to help us get rid of this unlawful unconstitutional law that's really harming harming us and you don't even know it yet until it happens to you and it will it's moving fast Folks, I want to thank you one more time, and I'll say good night until we see you next time. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Okay, see you later. Nice to meet you, Tom. See you later, Dottie. All right. All right. I'll, I'll get you that number, too, of that appraiser. Okay. All righty. Okay. Thank you. Talk All to you later. All righty. Right. Good night. <laughs>